The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. On this beautiful Thursday afternoon, you're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with guest host Chris Sheets along with the Brad Whisker in for uh, Jaylen and Andrew. Andrew, as we established, is in uh, Las Vegas, uh, probably trying to figure out a way to get uh, free or at least uh, cheaper uh, hockey tickets for tonight's game. Uh, good luck, Andrew. I'm just wondering if our next guest has maybe heard from Andrew. You know, like uh, it sounds like maybe that would be something that like, a guy in radio would probably do. It's a uh, founder of Booster Juice and the Vegas Golden Knights minority owner Dale Wishawan. Dale, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you haven't heard from Andrew Gross yet, have you? Looking for tickets? Do you know what? I haven't, but uh, you're you're 100% right about uh, tickets. Uh, you know, they're the highest priced uh, tickets right now since I think the 2014 a Cup Final between the Rangers and, and the Kings. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, they're saying they're selling for thousands of dollars in like the upper upper deck. But correct. But it looks like that upper deck has got lots of fun going. Like I'd like to be hanging out close to the castle myself. Yeah. Like you know, uh, do you know there isn't a bad seat in T-Mobile. That that castle area where the drum bots are, the whole atmosphere is, is amazing. So I I couldn't agree more. I don't think there's a bad seat in the whole uh, arena. Let's back up um, for people like myself who maybe have not heard you on the air before in 630 Chad, and I know you've been a regular guest, and we really appreciate that, but how on earth did this ever happen? Like, how did you ever, I'm not talking about the season that happened, because we'll get to that in a second, but how on earth did, did, did you ever get involved in, 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 in being a, a part owner with this, uh, this expansion hockey club? Yeah, this goes back uh, almost two years ago uh, to, to the date. A good friend of mine from Scottsdale, Arizona, who knows our majority owner, Bill, very well. Uh, it just approached me about there being an opportunity to, to come in as a, as one of the, the minority owners, and, and without any hesitation, I just said, yeah, count me in. Uh, and that, that day I went home and told my wife that we were going to be part owners of the Vegas Golden Knights, and and she thought it was crazy because uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a stretch from uh, from anything she would have uh, expected. Yeah, okay. Because I was I'm wondering because you're obviously an incredible entrepreneur with your booster juice success. I mean, how there's got to be other moments where she's thought you've been crazy before. This can't be the first. No, of course not. And quite quite a few things that I do, she thinks they're crazy. Yeah. This one was was a bit further out. Like there next level. Next level. Yeah, we're talking a team that doesn't exist and uh, hockey in Vegas without, without a name. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I mean, again, did, I mean, nobody, nobody. Uh, you know, you 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 hear about the management team that put this team together. I mean, you know, they were hoping for three years uh, to become a playoff team and six years to win a cup. I mean, nobody expected this, pro- and, and and certainly not not yourself either. But it uh, it's uh, it's just been absolutely incredible. And and and, and you know, what do you? Uh, I mean, obviously, there was some great pickups there, and you know, all of these players kind of have gelled together. But what do you think is the secret? Well, I, you know, I, I think the secret was uh, a coaching staff who have done an amazing job to to make a team uh, out of a bunch of guys who didn't know each other, and maybe I guess the, the biggest thing is. Uh, there's no ego egos on the team, so um, 
I made this comment much before the 51 wins that, that we had in this far uh, uh, to the cup final. But all year, we had six defensemen uh, rotating through. We had uh, our forwards didn't have that much of a difference between ice time from the guys uh, uh, who were the top goal scorers, William Carlson, down to uh, yeah the back end. Uh, and that makes a big difference just on teams having trouble, you know, sustaining the pace over the course of of the game. And, uh, and again, just a fantastic job by by George McPhee and and, and his crew on on scouting and, and finding the right right guys. And then Gerard and his team have done an amazing job uh, from the bench. Yeah, Dale, I really wanted to ask you about Gerard Gallant. I mean, this is a man who took a Florida team that was not thought to do much in the seasons he was there. And then, you know, there was that infamous moment when he was fired after the game in Carolina and he was let out to a taxi and allowed the media to take embarrassing pictures of him. And then he's hired by George and the management team to coach this team of what's become known as the the Misfits. You have to give him a lot of credit for bringing this team together throughout the fall before the season started and then keeping them level-headed throughout this unexpected success. Yeah, you're right. You know, it'd be so easy to have got so far ahead of ourselves of, you know, the, the fantastic start. I think we started 7-1 to start the season. And uh, you're right. It wasn't easy for the guys to get caught up in what was happening and he kept them in, in the moment. And uh, even as we're down three games to one, uh, and, you know, it, it'd be a quite a stretch way to make Ravens that much better of a story. But uh, fairness, if, if somehow we came from the improbable of being down three games to one, he's kept them in, in the moment uh, for the whole season. And and I guess, you know, a big reason why, you know, what they've, uh, you know, uh, the season has turned out so well. Dale Wishawan joins us again. Uh, he's from it right here, but he's a minority owner with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, much to his wife's initial chagrin, but I'm sure she's probably thrilled now, I'm thinking, right? Not a bad imbe- investment at all. Yeah, she's no, she's uh, she's happy uh, in so many different ways. The, the financial part is, I hate to say, such a secondary part. Sure. And, and that, that will be somewhere down the road when we worry about that, but it's yeah. just been it's just been fun. Yeah. We've brought down so many different people at different times. She took in her first first game. She took in game one, and which it's uh, crazy to think of. We had gone the whole season, and she hadn't come down to Vegas. Mm. And then we almost kind of kept her on the, on the outskirts, based on not wanting her to to jinx the the whole team. Yeah, you thought that, <laughs> you thought the reason she you guys had done so well is because she hadn't come to a game yet. Correct. So, uh, <laughs> but but uh, she's she's also talking about the long game. Long, and, uh, it's all been good. That's hilarious. Uh, you know, uh, I want to talk to you more about the the the, the series. We will, we'll get to that in a moment. But again, uh, you know, I think we all remember that first game, and the, the, I'm talking about the first game of the season when you paid tribute to the 58 that lost their lives, of course, in that uh, terrible shooting at the country music event. And I mean that that kind of set the pace here. And, and again, at that point, uh, when the players all came out and you acknowledged all of the poor people that had lost their lives. I mean, as a, as a hockey team, I, you know, I thought, wow, they couldn't have done this any better.
better. And uh, you know what? If this is the the, the best it's going to get, and I'm talking about just as far as a professional job by this hockey club, uh, that's going to be great. But I mean, it, it seemed to set kind of the pace, and, and I know that uh, those players in that that community are, are always thinking of of uh, the 58 that lost their lives and the hundreds that, uh, of course, are still injured and recovering. Yeah. Uh from from the very beginning uh, with that terrible tragedy, uh, you know the focus has been you know around Vegas and the first responders and uh, everyone involved, and you know that's, that's helped bring the team together in, in so many ways. It was uh, I know quite an interesting uh, season opener, much different than than what was wanting to be done, and, and I thought the the organization did. An amazing job because it was meant to be, you know, Vegas style home opener, and within nine days they had to regroup and, and you know, focus on uh, the, the tribute and and uh, focusing on on you know what happened, and they did such a great job to you know reaching out to to corporate uh, partnerships, you know, asking to just remove any type of advertising from the board so that. The biggest strong could be on there, but it, there were small things that, that just made the team connect with the community, and and that's just been you know all the way through uh, different parts of the season where that has continued on. I know your uh, Gord Stanky from Global Edmonton was in studio with us, and he was down there with you, and you had a chance to, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, he, I guess he got to watch the game and, and see all of that. And he just again, it's it's Vegas. You expect the unexpected, but they're taking it to the next level, especially with those pregame shows. I mean, literally, I, you know, I don't know if that works anywhere else in the NHL, but it sure seems to be working there. Yeah, and and, and it does work. I, I guess it's, it's Vegas, so you expect a, a higher amount of entertainment. It's the entertainment capital of the world, and for, somehow it, it comes off as not cheesy. And and I think any other city trying it uh, would have a hard time doing it. But with all that being said, I think that the fan expectation is going to be higher in general from just. The other 30 teams throughout the uh, NHL now. So, Dale, without spoiling anything for us tonight, with this potentially, and hopefully not, it being the last game of the uh, NHL season, can you kind of give us a tease of what we might be able to expect tonight, entertainment-wise? Uh, do you know what? I, I wish I could. It, it's kept as a, as a secret even to me, and it's meant to be that way. Uh, quite often before the games, I'll I'll bump into our president, uh, Kerry Bubbles, and uh, and he doesn't share what's what's happened. He, he'll just kind of wink and, and say, you know, make sure you're you're in your seats by by four thirty. He'll tell everyone that. Uh, so it, it's a surprise for for me tonight too. Uh, joining us again uh, on the telephone, Dale Wishawan, uh, founder of Booster Juice and a Vegas Golden Knights uh, minority owner from right here in uh, the city of Edmonton. I'm thinking that like you know maybe what they should do. What's your wife's name? Samantha. Maybe they should get Samantha to sing the anthem, you know, like just completely test this whole thing out. You know, I don't know if she'd be into that. Does she sing at all or? 
Well, first off, she's not here, so there's no chance of that. You you wouldn't find her in front of 18,000 people (laughs) singing. (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, just nobody would expect that. Um, A a couple more things, uh, and I'm not trying to, this is an extremely positive story, don't get me wrong, but this does remind me a bit of uh, when Colorado got a a very good hockey team from uh, from Quebec, when, of course, they, they moved there, and they had instant success right and uh you know i mean obviously you you, you're not going oh man i wish it wouldn't have been this good this year because the fans are going to expect it all the time but you know is there any kinds of concerns like that like how do you ever top a a season where you're in the stanley cup final and still have a chance to win it right yeah the bar has been set so high now it's uh (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh yeah where the heck do you go from from making to the cup final in your inaugural season uh, it's going to be tough to match, but uh, we're fortunate we have a ton of draft picks over the next few years, and and if the scouting department uh, do even half as good of a job as, as what they did this year, uh, you know, we should have a, a competitive team. But it, there's so much parity through the NHL, it's, it's anyone's guess on what the next few seasons uh, you know, may be. Yeah, and you know the the cool thing is, I think everybody assumed that Las Vegas would be um, the uh, you know the city where all of the other fans would go to cheer for their teams. But you've developed a fan base in an awful hurry. Like, how many thousands of people watch outside of the building? Oh, there's thousands. There there will be over ten thousand people outside uh, watching tonight. Yeah, and uh, and it, it, it no, it's a great uh, atmosphere between T-Mobile and, and the Strip. There's restaurant, restaurants and bars the whole way, and, and it's just, it's hard to beat. So, Dale, before we let you go, I, I need to put you on the spot with this one question. You're an Edmonton boy. You're a minority owner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Is it 1A Edmonton Oilers, 1B Vegas, or is it 1A Vegas, 1B Edmonton Oilers? So, you know, I, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I'd say it's, it's for right now because I've, I've got to keep in the moment. So, yeah. so it's 1A, 1A Vegas yeah. at this stage. And, and uh, it's, it's easy because neither one has to face each other at, at this point. Uh, it'll be a much tougher question when, when they have to face off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can live with that right now. Well, I can't imagine. I mean, watching this series and, uh, you know, just a couple of goals going in that, you know, you know how close it's it's been. Uh, Washington, uh, you know, they're playing like uh, they're playing like they've had enough of losing. And so uh, that combination with the with your Cinderella team tonight promises to be a great game. You'll hear it right here on 630. Chad, Uh, we can't wait uh, to to watch the game and see all the silliness that happens prior to it as well. And, uh, you know, what? we're cheering for you and your team of misfits for sure it did it, it really is a great story it it, it kind of uh, you know takes the this whole professional sports thing and, and, and just takes it to a kind of a different a different look at it right because here's a you know that the movie's coming i mean are you going to actually get to take advantage of that financial part of it because when this movie comes out you know it's coming at some point of about this amazing season yeah i can't imagine that there won't be someone uh, of a of a story and and a great script. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Hey Dale Wishawan, thank you. I know you're real busy. Uh go Golden Knights go tonight and uh and and, and uh you know we'll be cheering you on from here and, and listening on six thirty chat. Thank you so much for joining us once again this afternoon. You've been so kind with your time. Super. Thanks guys. Bye.
Welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, Jaylen and Andrew back next week. Uh, my name is Chris Sheets, guest hosting today again, and it's a lot of fun, uh, along with Brad Whisker, and uh, that's pretty cool, talking to uh, uh, the minority owner, Dale Wishawan. Somebody just texted and asked, how much of the team does he own? I don't know. Has anybody ever asked that question? I guess it's really none of our business, but he definitely is uh, somebody that's on the on the list, right? So Yeah, I'm not sure of the exact percentage, because there are 19 minority owners. Bill okay. Foley owns 70%, Okay, and then the 19 others make up the rest of that, right. but you're talking about so there's Dale Wishawan, yeah. Rob Gronkowski has a oh, piece in the team, Mark Recchi has a piece in the team, former NHL player Alexi Yashin has a piece, his wife has a piece, so it's divided up amongst all sorts of uh, casting characters here. Right, right, yeah, they wouldn't want to get them all together to tell the team what to do because that would be an absolute disaster, right? That's... No, exactly, and it's funny because Mark Recchi is an assistant coach with the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? But his share in the team is so small where it's not like Mark Recchi's walking in the boardroom or walking into the, right, the locker right, room right, right. and saying, boys, you got to do this tonight because obviously that would create a conflict of interest. So my understanding is it's very small shares, but hey, they bought in. The yeah. team's doing well. It's a success story, and it's a great uh, great time to watch hockey. certainly is. 6.30, 6.30. A texter uh, says, I was there last week for both games. A happy accident. It was insane. They even had a parade going uh, through the casino next to T-Mobile. So there you go. I, well, I, can't, you know, I mean, Vegas is just built for events. So when something like this happens, and I know we've talked about it, if Washington wins tonight in Las Vegas, I mean, they may, I don't know what they, they may have to, I don't know what they'll do with that hockey team. Like, because, I mean, they, uh, you can't even imagine because they, they go oh. when these teams win these things they go crazy wherever they are but Las Vegas it's just uh, that's called perfect storm right there right well and usually so they always party after the game when the team wins the Stanley Cup but then yeah. if they're on the road they typically fly back home the next day yeah with sunglasses on it's going to be interesting to see if uh, the Washington Capitals should they win tonight that yeah. are they going to fly back tomorrow or maybe hold that off till Saturday so they can join extra night in Vegas yeah it's hard to say I you know yeah we'll we'll wait and uh, see where it goes but Vegas does have something to say about that but it's a it, it is a, it's a great story and I know we'll all be kind of tuned in and uh, again if it all ends tonight it uh, it all ends tonight and then we can start looking forward to next hockey season and that's uh, what I want to do I know that uh, Bob Stoffer was talking about that on Oilers Now today and about you know the trade speculation and what's going to happen he's predicting some some big movement uh, during the draft this year uh, he says not necessarily the Oilers but he thinks there's going to be a whole bunch going on with some teams who this whole Vegas I uh, guess success in Vegas model has got people rethinking how to build their hockey teams right and uh, maybe shed some of that upper money and uh, and seeing if they can I guess, split it up I guess right because yeah. that's what they're doing yeah we'll get excited for uh, the next Oilers season and we can also start focusing all of our attention on the Edmonton Eskimos, which starts next Thursday in Winnipeg. So that's going to be a fun night. Their final day of uh, camp today, and we'll talk more with Dave Campbell about that coming up. It is uh, the uh, 6.30 Chet Afternoon News uh, coming up after 3.30. He is doing, an, in my view, an incredible job after midnight uh, right here on 6.30 Chet. We're going to talk to uh, Drex with the late shift uh, coming up after 3.30 and find out what's going on in his, his world. Morgan Black in moments. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.